Harding Academy's In The Loop podcast. As always, I'm your host, Scott Frizzell, with my co-host, Mr. Trent Williamson. How are you doing this morning, Trent? Doing great, Scott. How are you? Just wonderful. I love when ice and snow segues into torrential downpours and then segues into cold weather again. It just feels like living in Memphis. Yeah, and I think I uh, predicted a non-event you did. For the so snow. we do have it on the record that I did call this. So everyone just listen for me next time. Sorry about <laughs> that, everyone. Yeah. I am sorry for predicting an event. I kind of <laughs> wish it could have been like two days. But anyway, uh, before we get rolling too far into today's topic, we'll be looking at athletics. But first, Trent, can you share some good news for us this week? I have uh, two bits of good news this week. One, Simone Guyton, uh, junior here at Harding Academy, was the state runner up in the state bowling. What is that match, uh, game, tournament? I'm that not sure what's called the bully, but she was state runner-up, second in the entire state. Congratulations to Simone. She was also awarded the same week a gold key, scholastic gold key for her artwork. Uh, Lena Parkhurst was also selected and won two gold keys for her artwork. So wow. we've got great artists. Great athletes. Uh, our students are always doing incredible things. And say, there's good just news a, of the week. Yeah, there's just a great litany of all those keys and awards for those art awards. There's quite a few of them, so take a peek at those on the website if you want to. Uh, and, man, Simone, region champ, then state runner-up. Yep. Can't, can't beat that. Simone's having a great week. She is. She's <laughs> having a great week. All right. Well, before we dive into our main topic for the day, we're going to take a quick pause for our student spotlight of the week. Here we go. All right, welcome back. We are here with our Senior Spotlight of the Week. This week, I'm so excited that we have with us Leah Harper. Leah, tell us how long you've been at Harding. Hello. I have been at Harding for the past six years. All right. What school did you come from? I came from New Hope Christian Academy. Woo-woo. The one and the only. Thank you. Uh, Why don't you tell us, you've been here six years, tell us who your favorite teacher has been in in your time here at Harding Academy. My favorite teacher by all time has to be Miss Arnett. Okay. Can you tell us why? She's just so loving, so sweet. I came here in middle school, so having her as like a house leader was amazing. And like, she just always made me feel welcome every day I came to class. I can tell you we really miss Miss Sarnett around here. She retired last year, but we are thankful for her influence. All right, you've been here six years. How about your favorite Harding memory? My favorite Harding memory has to be being able to go to school with my sisters. I had an older sister who graduated two years ago, and, like, we were all able to be together for one year, so that was amazing. That's great. Well, you've got to have big plans. You've got one semester left. Uh, I know it's rushing by. Your senior year is almost over. What do you plan to do after you leave Harding, and how has Harding prepared you for that journey? After Harding, I plan on attending college where I will be studying communications and Harding has prepared me for that in many ways, like being able to speak in chapel, um, being a part of SGA, being a class representative. I've had many chances of using my communication skills to better forward my um, future and everything. What school are you looking at? What schools are you looking at? Um, I'm looking at UT Chat, University of Tennessee, and Memphis. That's great. Leah, thanks for being with us. We know God's going to use you to do great things in his kingdom, and we are so glad that you're a student at Harding Academy. Have a great week. That was our Student Spotlight of the Week, and now we're going to be talking about athletics. Joining us today on the podcast, our athletic director, Seth King. Welcome to the podcast, Seth. Hey, everybody. Seth, glad you're with us this week. We're excited about our topic of the week and look forward to hearing more from you. 
Well, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Why don't we kick it off first? Why don't you just give us a little bit of background about how long you've been AD uh, when you came into that position, and maybe just a brief summary on your deep hope for the athletics department. I've been in the athletic office for probably about seven years, uh, middle school athletics, um, assistant athletic director, and moved to the, uh, the head job, uh, athletic director, about two years ago. Um, and am really enjoying that um, and learning a lot and uh, blessed to work with some really great people uh, that love sports and love Jesus. And uh, I wake up excited every day um, to, to get to work with them, to, to serve our students and serve our families. Um, our, our deep hope in athletics is for student athletes to move to deeper faith through education-based athletics under the leadership of discipleship-driven coaches for the glory of God and the good of Memphis. Um, unpacking that uh, a little bit, um, our deepest hope is deep, deeper faith. Uh, and that means that we have to be really intentional in athletics about how we um, define success uh, because athletic success is usually defined by a number on a scoreboard. And we're trying to be intentional um, in saying that success isn't less than that, um, but it's certainly more than that. Um, I told our, our basketball parents in those preseason meetings that it, it would be a tragedy a tragedy if all of our teams this year uh, won championships and trophies, and then our kids grew up to be terrible people. Mm -hmm. um, one of my, my favorite stories in athletics is the story of a coach who was asked at the end of his season um, if he considered the season a success, and he just replied, ask me in 20 years. Mm -hmm. right, that, that idea that let's see who they grow up to be, and then we'll know um, how much of a difference uh, we really, really made. And so, um, and uh, I'm thinking right now of three stories that, that I've heard recently of uh, one, uh, one graduate and two current students uh, that are getting baptized uh, in the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, those are their stories to tell, so um, I, I won't tell those here, but it's just um, to know um, the power that coaches have um, to lead students to, to deeper faith. Um, it's just uh, man, it, it's a blessing to be a part of it um, and to, to work behind the scenes a lot and just to put, uh, put our coaches in position to make a difference in those uh, kids' lives. Yeah, coaches have that unique perspective and that unique um, opportunity because <laughs> they spend so much time with, with our kids and in individual sports, and they have, have the opportunity to speak life into them. I, I love how the Deep Hope does uh, not shy away from, however, the fact that we want to be competitive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, uh, we want to strive to, to, to win. Uh, we want to be the best we can be. Uh, but we see those uh, things as just a part of the whole picture. Um, and the end goal, like you said, is, is uh, deeper and much more important than maybe how a lot of people define success. Uh, your leadership in that, in that area has been amazing. And um, I know it's a challenge always uh, to, you know, to find the right coaches who have the perfect balance, the mix of, you know, they know their craft uh, they know how to coach. They know what to coach. They know how to make kids better. But also they are passionate about uh, being um, disciple makers and uh, speaking into the lives of kids. So I know that's a challenge. Absolutely. Tell us about some of the changes that we've already made in athletics uh, since you became AD a couple years ago. Um, so uh, right when I started, I kind of identified um, three prior priorities um, that, that really that I want to drive us, and that's discipleship, education, and safety. Um, and so kind of looking at those three things um, with the discipleship component, uh, we've worked with our, a lot of our coaches to start crafting their own deep hope 
um, which is a common uh, vernacular in the, in the academic side of the building, but um, we want to make sure that academics and athletics walk hand in hand, so we've worked with coaches to, to craft deep hopes. Um, we are in the very beginning stages of something called the Inside Out uh, Coaching Initiative. Um, you can look up all sorts of things about that online. Um, uh, with education, uh, we've seen um, the, the Lion Pride program um, started by uh, teachers and coaches to support our athletes academically, make sure they're eligible. Um, with safety, um, Jen Dorman, our athletic trainer, uh, has a certified as a, uh, a safe school through um, the Athletic Trainer Association. Uh, we've implemented mandatory CPR certification for coaches, middle school and high school. Uh, that's ongoing. We started that this fall, so we're still working to get everybody certified. Um, but that's in process. We've added, uh, I think, five new AEDs uh, across our campus um, just to make sure that we um, are prioritizing our student safety um, and keeping them safe. Um, there have also been other, uh, other um, maybe in my view, smaller things, but certainly, certainly um, important things. And that would be um, the launching our Hall of Fame has happened mm -hmm. in the past couple of years. Um, we started uh, postseason surveys with um, our middle school and high school families, upper school families, which gives us a lot of valuable feedback. Um, we've implemented the final forms uh, platform uh, for families for registration and health forms, which is going to streamline uh, a lot of processes for our families and for the athletic office. Uh, we've expanded lower school clinics and uh, summer camp offerings. Uh, we've seen a lot of growth in our strength and conditioning program. Um, right now in the winter season, we have 65 middle schoolers that are in there every day during P2. Um, and man, it is um, all sorts of chaos in good ways uh, with Coach Rob, and he's doing a great job leading that. And so we're having conversations about how we continue to um, improve and enhance uh, that offering that benefits every single team um, that we have. That's great. Uh, that's a lot in a, in a yeah, fairly short is. period it's of time. Been a lot. And, and we have talked about, you talk about end of the season surveys. We've always gotten a lot of feedback from our parent survey uh, about athletics. And athletics is an important component of any school. And again, we want to be uh, creating positive experiences and healthy experiences where kids are growing um, physically, they're growing in their sport and in their craft, but also growing spiritually. Uh, one area that, has, uh, that we'll be talking about at... Um, our town hall meeting and, and it's part of our strategic initiative I know in the strategic plan is specifically kind of the middle school athletic experience. So can you talk just briefly about what some plans are there maybe to enhance, continue to improve the middle school athletic experience? Yeah, through, through those surveys and then we've done a couple of uh, focus groups um, this year with, with parents. Um, uh, middle school athletics is a consistent area uh, where we hear um, uh, a desire for improvement. Um, but we also hear uh, a lot of positives uh, as well. And um, when we talk to parents about middle school athletics, one of the first things we always hear is how much they love that P2 time frame mm -hmm. um, and uh, getting those practices in early. Um, and so most of our middle school practices wrap up by 3.15, 3.30, and so families can be done then and not have to bring their kids back up. Uh, parents love that. Um, that. That time frame comes with its own difficulties mm -hmm. um, in terms of, of finding uh, coaches who happen to be available at 2.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. um, that's a, a hard thing to find. Um, and so uh, our parents love that time frame and um, want to see us do that well, and, and we want to do that well. And so... Um, 
we're, we're working to, to make sure that we have more uh, dedicated leadership for those middle school teams, um, working to, to bring more on-campus coaches, um, and then constantly evaluating um, the, the people that we do have on campus and how we're using them and if we have them in the right spot. Um, maybe maybe uh, can, can so-and-so coach a, uh, help us coach out or help us out by coaching this middle school sport. Um, and, and doing that well. And so uh, constantly uh, evaluating what we do have to make sure that we're maximizing uh, current resources, but also how do we uh, continue to grow um, our, our coaching networks and um, bring more and more uh, good qualified um, coaches onto those coaching staffs. Yeah, and, and to expand on that, you mentioned it briefly, but it's always great to have on-campus coaches, people who are here all day. You know, we've been blessed with a number of very good off-campus coaches who come in the afternoon and run practices and coach and do, do a good job, but there's nothing like a coach having the opportunity to, to rub shoulders with their players all throughout the day, chapel, lunch, in the hallways, in class. Um, and so uh, that is one thing that we're uh, wanting and praying about to, to expand here as well beyond just the, the middle school uh, athletic experience. Um, and, and I would say another area for sure is, uh, again, defining what a positive experience is, right? right. So it's good communication, um, it's well-planned practices, um, it's, a, it's a parent feeling like a kid uh, started the year here, ended the year much better because of that experience and it was positive um, it was again. It's not always they are undefeated. <laughs> uh, that's a part of a uh, that'd be a really positive experience, but really a well-rounded experience that includes all the components. And I know you're working hard to do that with with all of our coaches. Yep. I was actually I was sitting through an Inside Out uh, coaching meeting yesterday, and they we were talking about uh, three questions that that we want students to be able to answer. Um, number one, uh, do I belong? Uh, number two, did I get better? Um, and number three, did I grow as a person? Um, and I think building a middle school experience that can answer, where all of our middle schoolers can answer yes to those three questions um, is, is, is exactly what we want. Absolutely. And I've said, I've said forever, and I think it's true, uh, the, the healthy middle school experience has uh, fingerprints of varsity coaches all over it. And I know they have limited time, but our varsity coaches in, in those sports need to really be speaking into um, uh, what's going on in middle school so that it's building for the future and, and the lower school too. Uh, one, one last kind of quick question here is uh, we've, we kind of have a COVID killed a lot of things. <laughs> uh, and we're now experiencing kind of the relaunch and the rebirth of, of some things that were really positive for us in the past. And one of those is the Booster Club. So how's that going? Uh, what are our plans for the future? And, and what kind of volunteer opportunities do we have for parents? Yeah, um, as you mentioned, that, that really changed in 2020. Uh, historically, our Booster Club has been very hands-on um, in supporting the athletic program um, from uh, helping with um, renovations and uh, literally uh, painting and working in locker rooms and um, making enhancements to working uh, concessions. They've been very hands-on. And then in 2020, the very last thing you could be was, was hands-on. Um, and so Booster Club uh, took took a step back and we've been working this year um, to, to try to uh, start to, to relaunch that. We had our first meeting uh, last month um, and uh, got, got some people in the room, had people via Zoom. And so we're working on 
uh, getting executive officers into place right now um, that will uh, be able to, to take more of a hands-on approach uh, in, a, in imagining and envisioning what the Booster Club can look like in 2024. Um, so as those executive officers get into place, um, uh, they and the athletic office will work together to kind of reimagine everything from the ground up. And um, just because something was good uh, five years ago uh, before COVID doesn't mean we want to bring it back in the exact same way. Um, we want to do uh, what's good and right for our athletes and our families um, in this moment. Mm -hmm. um, and so we've uh, had that first meeting and are, are working on um, putting some things in place and, and getting ready for hopefully a great 2024-2025 uh, school year. Mm -hmm. Well, Seth, you're doing a great job. And I want to encourage you and encourage all of our audience to understand um, that change takes time. It, it, you know, to, to bear with us, to be patient. Uh, we do have a lot of exciting plans for the future. Uh, we continue to work well with our coaches and all of our teams. And Seth, your leadership has been so, so instrumental in, in organizing all of this and in communicating our, our vision for the future. And uh, I'm very, very excited about it and thankful for all that you do. Well, thank you. All right, so now we're going to move on to our faculty spotlight of the week. Here we go. All right, and welcome back. We're here for this week's faculty spotlight. I am so excited that we have a lower school teacher, Rosalind Evans. Mrs. Evans, thank you so much for being with us this week. Have a couple questions for you to get things rolling. Number one, what do you do here at Hart Academy, and how long have you been here? Okay, hello. I um, am an apprentice teacher, or what some may call a permanent sub down in the lower school so I get to sub all of the littles from kindergarten through fifth grade and this is year three for me. Spending time with all of our lower school students has got to be a real blessing. We're thankful for all that you do. We're excited that you're here now. You know what really brought you here was a lovely daughter. Is that correct? You want to tell us a little bit about her? Yes, my lovely baby of Naya. She's in the 11th grade and we have been at Harding since she was in junior K, so um, we love it. So, yep, it was her. Why don't you tell us what you love most about working at Harding? Oh, man, it's a lot. Um, first, I love the people that I work with. Um, these teachers and um, administrators are amazing. Um, I love, love, love the children. Um, they are the sweetest, and I really love the fact that it's a family here. Um, it's a school, but at the end of the day, it's a family, and we love and care and appreciate each other. For your last question this week, if you could vacation anywhere, where would you go? I'm going to the beach, but I can't swim. Um, but I'm going to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. You're choosing beach over mountains even though you can't swim. Correct. All right. Well, we hope you have a chance soon to go to the beach and enjoy some time and relax because you work hard. We're grateful for all of your efforts and are so thankful you're a part of our Harding family. Thank you for being with us. And that was our Faculty Spotlight of the Week. So now we're rapidly accelerating towards the end of our episode. We've had a great time. We've laughed at the fact that you were way wrong about the snow, Trent. We've learned a lot about our athletic department and some really exciting things on the horizon. Now it's time to talk about What's coming up right around the corner? Well, this episode is dropping on Monday. So, Trent, tell us about Monday night. Monday, tonight, 6 o'clock, town hall meeting in O.O. Emmons Auditorium. 
That is correct. Six o'clock. And uh, that town hall meeting is going to include many from our leadership team. Uh, come, ask your questions. We're going to be sharing a little bit about the vision for the future and our strategic planning process. We're going to be talking about the parent survey, some specific things that we already have started working on. And then we'll be there to answer any questions. So parents, uh, tonight, 6 o'clock in the auditorium, please come. And then on Friday, Scott, we got some big stuff happening on campus. Yeah, I mean, frankly, there's a lot happening all week, Trent. We have King and Queen of Hearts coming up starting today, Monday. Uh, we're celebrating all week, and we've got the big basketball game, basketball homecomings on Friday night, halftime of the boys' game. Of course, we'll, we'll crown the King and Queen of Hearts. Uh but, I mean, Monday's Pajama Day, so I hope you remembered that. I hope as you're listening to this, you sent your kids to school in their pajamas. If not, maybe you come to the town hall meeting in your pajamas. Will I be wearing pajamas at the town hall meeting? I don't know. We'll just have to find out. Come and find out. It'll be a surprise. But we've got dress-up days all week. Uh, we're really excited. It's just a great week for a lot of fun uh, spending time together with our friends. Yeah, and I, I, I want to add, this is not this week, but in the coming episodes up until the time, just be listening for, looking out for, and being prayerful in your participation in an exciting project called Feed the Need. Feed the Need is coming up. Pay attention. It's coming. It's going to be great. That's awesome. And a great place to end our episode for this week. So thanks again for listening. Be sure to like, share, subscribe. But signing off for now, we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great week.